in the book of Jeremiah, we were talking about this as a father's group this, uh, this past week. And in Jeremiah chapter 10, I love this statement. Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 24. You should write this down uh, for your personal study. Uh, Jeremiah is recorded as saying this to God. He says, correct me, O Lord, but with justice, not with your anger, or you, uh, or you will bring me to nothing. The anger of God is consuming. It will crush you. Uh, Jeremiah doesn't say, God, correct me with happy, lovey-dovey words. He says, God, correct me in your justice. Just please don't do it in your anger. In that, in that chapter, in Jeremiah chapter 10, God calls the people of Israel a particular name, and he calls them this name three times. You want to know what the name is? Stupid. It's so awesome. God calls his people stupid three times in one chapter. And Jeremiah responds and says, please, God, correct me. He wants correction. Please correct me in justice and don't correct me in anger. If you don't think God will smack you upside the head and call you stupid, you haven't read the Bible well enough. He will call you that. He will correct you in that way. So in this situation, what I want you to understand is the instrument through which God may correct you. And that is governing authorities or any authority that is established by God. The three words that you need to continue to remember are the word uh, subjection, hupotasso, the word established, tasso, and the word resist, antitasso. Here's why this is so important. Uh, if God has established an authority, for us to come under godly established authority is for us to honor God. For us to go over and against godly established authority is actually for us to be anti-him, anti-his grace, anti-his mercy, anti-his plan. Now, here's where I'm going to get really practical, and it's probably going to do a little bit of wounding. Hopefully, I can do a little bit of healing at the end. In the church today, what I see, what I perceive, is that we submit to authorities that we deem okay to submit to. But if we don't like submitting to a particular authority, we just erase it out of the Bible. We say, okay, God says uh, submit to governing authorities. We erase that out of the Bible sometimes. You know when we do it? When the government disagrees with us, or when another political party is in office instead of our favored one. Isn't that crazy? We go, that's it. God's off the throne. I don't know what's happening, but I'm starting a revolution. <laughs> that seems to be what happens. Isn't it true? Come on, you guys got to get with me this morning because <laughs> this is one of those things. At, at Thanksgiving, you don't talk about politics and religion. In church, you probably should try not to talk about politics because people just, woo, they'll burn you at the stake. So on, on one side of it, we love the authority of God until we disagree with it, and then we erase it from the Bible. The same thing happens when it comes to leadership structures in the church. Just so you know, the Bible has no, uh, no association with a modern-day philosophy of flat leadership where nobody's in charge, there's no authority, and it doesn't really matter. It's not in the Bible. Are we supposed to be servants one to another? Yes. 
Can I get an amen? We're to be servants to one another. Are we supposed to, Ephesians 5.21, are we supposed to, hupatasso, submit one to another? Yes. Yes. Now, what follows that is, here's how it looks for a husband, here's how it looks for a wife, here's how it looks for a servant, here's, here's, here's how it looks across the board. But we are supposed to submit one to another. This is true. Did Jesus say we don't lord it over uh, each other like the Gentiles do? Did he say that? Yes, he said that. Did Jesus also say that churches are led by elders? Yes, he did. Yes, we're supposed to submit to one another. Yes, we're supposed to serve one another. Yes, we need to uh, honor one another as more important than ourselves. We need to be outdoing each other with honor. But we have to also understand that the scripture tells us that there's leadership. There is authority. And he expects us to submit to it. Now, we're going to get here in a second to what happens when that leadership goes off the deep end. And we're going to answer the question, what if that leadership asks us to do something against the will of God? Those are two independent questions, just so you know. They're not the same question. So we have authority under governing uh, institutions. We have authority under a church. The Bible talks about a household being led by godly men. By godly men who have a responsibility. And you want to know what that responsibility is, church? Men, listen to me. Die for your wife. I got squirming going on around here. (laughs) Die for your wife. You know that it says in Ephesians that husbands are supposed to love their wives as they love their own body. You know what that proves? It proves something uh, antithetical to the culture today. And that is, the culture says you got to learn to love yourself before you can love others. The Bible says you already love yourself mighty fine. The Bible says all you ever freaking do is love yourself. What is your problem? So husbands, what are we supposed to do? Love our wives as we love our own bodies? Laying down our lives for who she is? Now, the painting of what leadership is in Scripture is a glorious picture. But it's authority nonetheless. But here's what we do as Christians. We say, I like that authority. I don't like that one. So never go to Ephesians 5. Never go to 1 Peter. Never, never go to Titus. Don't, don't even go to Timothy. It's just a problem. We just love to erase this stuff. We cannot, church. We cannot. 